0: Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon.
1: Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon, or click the link in the description of this episode.
0: Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon podcast.
1: I would go more, I would go more energy.
0: I'm trying to be real.
1: Okay, right. I would go like this. I would go like... This is me being real. I would go, Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast.
0: Oh, that's okay. You try that. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast.
1: It's the AM mix in the morning. It's the meat crew. Something like that.
0: cool that we don't have to do morning radio anymore.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's because we don't do stand-up anymore.
0: That was one of the most humiliating things about stand-up.
1: Oh, there was a very funny comment on my Instagram about last week's episode with Chelsea. Um, This person says, this rando, of course, says, uh, hold on, let me see if I can find it. Uh, So much COVID paranoia in this episode. I feel bad for these comics. Comedy (laughs) is going to come back and some of the most talented voices are going to be held back by overblown fears of a viral illness that in reality poses a minute risk to their health. I mean, what? What does he think is? I, I, I was trying to like get to the bottom of the narrative. COVID goes away, comedy makes a triumphant return, but you, me, and Chelsea Peretti are still quarantining <laughs> because we're so scared. Everybody's back to business. Society's booming. We're back. At, we're back, baby. Everybody's touring. All of our peers are touring, right? But you, me, and Chelsea are still on Zoom talking about how scared we are of the pandemic.
0: Listen. Life is hell. Vote for Joe Biden. That's the only viable option to vote for. Uh, It will be better in the long run and short term uh, for the environment. It'll be better for minimum wage. It'll be better for morale. We won't have people shouting lies at us. Maybe there will still be lies, but it'll just be like we could chill out just a little bit. So it'll just have someone a little like yeah.
1: There'll be there'll still be lies, but they'll probably be a little bit less um, fe- fever pitch. I'm just gonna say this. Uh, you know, listen, if you haven't who if you haven't made up, you're your... gonna
0: pretend like you're gonna no one knows who you're voting for.
1: Oh, I obviously am voting for Joe Biden. I'm not a fucking moron. And but... also,
0: people out there who like are mad that it's Biden. I, are there people like that? You know, like. I think we should all just become Biden bros for the sake of the environment. Let's just do it.
1: Well, here's what I was going to... For
0: equality. All right, you let me know. For hatred.
1: I'll be here when I can... Okay. Can I chime in? Yes. No, you go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you go ahead.
0: I'm probably saying too much.
1: No, you're not saying enough.
0: Okay, then you go. No, please. I'm done. (laughs) I just wanted to make sure I was...
1: (laughs) What I was going to say is... And by the way, listen, if you're a Trump voter and you're listening to this podcast... You are most welcome and I'm glad that you're here.
0: I don't want your ad dollars.
1: The reality is who I don't it's very different first of all, who are these undecided voters who are toggling back and forth between Biden and Trump a week before the election?
0: I'm not trying to talk to those people. I'm trying to talk to my fans who are maybe
1: not gonna vote.
0: Not gonna vote for whatever reason, maybe trying to urge them to vote for Biden. Um, because it seems like if this doesn't happen, I it's gonna be like really bad.
1: Cataclysmic. You're talking specifically about the the environment.
0: The environment, morale. People are going to just well, freak out. Well,
1: people are going to freak out no matter who wins. We're we we have come. What did Colin Quinn say uh, in his uh, political uh, history?
0: And racial, like no i I don't want to forget that though i I didn't want to forget like what's going to happen w- with racial inequality and 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 people you know the president's inciting hatred, and that to me is so so bad that i you know
1: here's what i think i, I well first of all, i don't understand who undecided voters are at this point who i I don't know that I've ever in my life met a person who couldn't decide between the two candidates like who are the these people that keep making the poll numbers swing back are they are they our grandparents
0: i have no idea
1: like i just don't understand my grandma and grandfather all of my grandparents are dead so that would be kind of honestly kind of spooky but also kind of cool and appropriate for halloween if that's who it was that was toggling the the needle
0: Well, I think it's also important to the people who maybe are just like mad that it's Biden and don't want to vote. Yeah, but it's really important to
1: vote. That's such an insignificant number of people. But what I I think a a much, 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 much bigger portion of the pie than people that are undecided voters or people who are like angry that it's Biden because they wanted Bernie and have decided to sit this one out. A much bigger piece of the pie are people who are just apathetic and aren't going to vote because they feel politically disempowered which is a very legitimate feeling but what you're saying about the environment like the environment is the only thing that actually matters because without an environment without a uh, uh, an ecosystem no lives can matter No rights can be furthered. There is no struggle for equality if everybody is breathing sulfuric carbon monoxide. So it's like just just on that alone, I I think the choice is obvious. But if you're if you know this is my what I think since we're we're doing political stuff tonight, if we're if you know somebody who is because I don't think there's any point in telling people to vote for your candidate. People have made their mind. This is my opinion. People have made their minds up at this point. The, people, the only people that are important now are people that have decided not to vote, and that's huge. So if you are listening and you know who you're voting for, but you also know some people in your life who are just like, fuck it, I'm not voting. you got to get them to vote just in this election. They can sit the next one out.
0: But don't get them to vote if you know they're going to vote for Trump.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But all I'm saying is, if you know somebody, I mean, if you know somebody who's not going to vote, it is a huge, it makes a huge difference because, like, who's calling those people? You know, I've done phone banking for candidates before. I'm going to do phone banking for this candidate, right? It's just some string. Have you ever done it? Yeah. It's so awkward. You're calling random strangers. None of them want to speak to you. I've never, I, I, I right.
0: I, You're not really going to change someone's mind.
1: Uh, well, I've, con- I consider myself a pretty politically active person. If a person from the Biden camp or Bernie, <laughs> who actually excited me when he was a candidate, somebody from team Bernie called me and wanted to talk to me about a meetup, I'd be like, uh, unsubscribe take my do not call list, bitch hang up like never but if you actually have somebody in your life that is in the undecided like i don't know if i'm going to vote this time camp it's huge to take the things that it makes a huge difference and moves the needle in a real way to take the things that you care about politically and talk to your loved one your family member your friend your lover and say it's important to vote in this election and here is why our environment is at stake. You know, the, the, the stability of the, uh, of this country is this, whatever it is, that is most animating for you about this particular political, uh, uh, election. Talk to your friends and fuck Joe Biden. Like fuck the president. It's important to vote all the way down ballot. That's actually, I, I was just talking to you about this last night. Like this is, I'm 40 years old. I know I look 23. Uh, i am pretty politic somewhat politically active I didn't know who my district attorney was and in any city I've ever lived in until this year right like there's something happening politically where where people are starting to finally understand the idea me included that politics is not just about voting for the president once every four years politics is about actually the people in your in your community that that you vote for that can actually change your Your life, like the president, with the exception of the last four years, like my personal life doesn't really get affected one way or the other, but my city council people actually really do. And the district attorney that's uh, really does because it changes the community that I live in. So, I think that's, I guess, since we're doing politics tonight, my message if you know somebody who's not going to vote. Talk to them because it actually makes a much bigger difference than any campaign can if you talk to a person you know and and tell them why it's important to vote specifically in this election.
0: We were at a park yesterday and some uh, person coughed on
1: us as a joke. Oh, it was like an aggressive, like, get out of my neighborhood cough. It, was, it wasn't like and a- And then
0: they did it again when they drove away. It was like a- <coughs>
1: <coughs> But you know what? The bright side was- Is
0: that the future? Are people like- the anti-masker is going to start coughing on the people who have
1: well, uh, it's not like we were doing a, read a science book. Yeah, but it's not like we came through with an I believe in science t uh, We were t-shirt. wearing masks in a park. Right, right, right. Well, we were, But I had my mask down. We got out of, I don't know what it was. I really honestly think I do know what it was. And I don't think it had much to do with COVID-19, but more to do with gentrification, if you know what I mean but um the good news is the guy was wearing Reese's Pieces pajama bottom pants so it was hard for me to feel too resentful at the guy he he made choices that led him to those pants
0: that was a pretty bad adult outfit
1: it was a grown man with the Reese's Pieces like the the baggy <laughs> like a college sophomore dorm dorm pajama fleece
0: i used to hate when girls would wear their sweatpants to class.
1: I was Ugh. fantasizing about if I had to fight the guy that I probably would have pantsed him first. You know, get him humiliated and tripped up. You, you know, really
0: thought you could have fought him?
1: I would have beat his ass. The dude was like severely out of shape. I mean, he's what's funny about it actually is he's a prime candidate for severe um, side effects if he ever got COVID-19. <laughs> he looked very unhealthy. He looked like the type of guy who eats... Uh, a two liter, a, a a a one liter of Mountain Dew for breakfast every morning. Mm-hmm. You know, he likes he likes Fago Monster Energy drink and like a electric raspberry vape juice <laughs> with many Z's. He was that type of dude. You know what I mean? And his poor girlfriend. I mean, he had a girlfriend, which is kind of hey, good for him, huh? I mean, that's funny. All these people calling our podcast, they can't find love. And fucking old Mountain Dew Reese's Pants is over here just fucking and finding love in the Echo Park area. Good for him.
0: Well, why don't we take a call?
1: You want to take a call?
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Let's take a call. Now we're going to call Jillian in North Carolina.
0: Hi, Jillian. Hi, guys.
1: Hi. How are you?
0: I'm doing wonderful. how are you guys doing? You're, oh wonderful is a great way to describe
2: the state of things.
1: things are good. Well, you're a swing state voter. Are you voting?
2: Oh yeah, hell yeah
1: Trump baby right Trump train yeah, you know me uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's happening in North Carolina? How can we help
2: i'm I'm not well I am living in North Carolina. I'm currently in New York visiting my family. Um
1: Did you vote in North Carolina? No. You're voting right, in New York.
2: Voting. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm in my mother's car right now because I'm staying with her for the weekend, and that's why I'm in a car. I just had to say it before this started.
1: Well, okay, we got that. But what I'm trying to get to is, are you voting in North Carolina? Yes. For
2: Biden, baby. Biden,
1: but you're one of the classic Biden babies. I can tell.
2: <laughs> I'm actually a Bernie baby. I'm a
1: Bernie baby. Yeah, we're all Bernie baby. Now well, we're
2: all Biden babies. We're
1: Biden babies. You know what I am actually? I'm a Biden bro. <laughs> yeah. I go online and I and I, I I sort of aggressively go after people that say anything bad about Biden cuz that's my guy. That's my daddy. Biden is bro. my zaddy. Yeah, he's my he's my hot zaddy. He's my dentured Yikes. my dentured zaddy. Yeah. <laughs>
2: uh, <yuck. laughs>
1: so what's happening? Why do you why do you contact us?
2: Um, I contacted you guys, one, huge fans of the show, two, I got um, I got dumped around two months ago and going through like a dry spell, and I'm wondering what is the right time to reach out. Can you reach out to an ex for a booty call oh. without getting your feelings involved again?
1: No. You say no.
2: Next call. Is there a- <laughs> <laughs>
1: you think no though
0: well if he dumped are you talking about the guy who just dumped you yeah Your oh
1: words? the oh the oh i assumed you meant an old ex you're saying you guys broke up recently and you're thinking about hitting him up and saying just come get this pro universal health care <laughs> hot thing on you
2: jillian don't do that
1: <laughs> right? well
2: what about like two months from now? Three, months? like so. The context is like, <laughs> why can't said, you
1: meet someone in the next three months?
2: <laughs> okay, because there's a pandemic, and I don't feel that trustworthy of new people. Right.
1: Sure, I get that. So you're you're he probably assuming...
2: doesn't share that. Though. <laughs>
1: You're assuming that while you guys have been broken up, he's been in an N nine five mask being celibate. Just like waiting on your call.
0: Yes, that's how I like to
2: imagine this scenario. Wait,
0: I know. This wait, so did he break your heart or what did you did you feel sad about this? Were you were you in love with him?
2: Oh, I was totally heartbroken, for sure, yeah.
1: Jillian. Jillian?
2: I know. It's bad, dude. It's bad. It's not
1: bad. It's so it's the most normal thing in the world. It's just the answer is never. Never. Why? Why do you want to contact him? It's for sex? Bullshit. (laughs) I mean, no one (laughs) believes that.
2: (laughs) But like there's so I he him and I had like a very fulfilling Physical connection, and that's hard for it's hard it's hard for me to have that with people, and I I don't know that just this one usually I can like move on, but this one's like really fucking it's just not it's not easy, and I have needs that I want to meet, and yeah, like I can take care of myself, but I don't know, I just kind of I just miss the connection physically, and I'm just curious if there's any way. I can make it happen.
0: <laughs> it sounds like you've talked yourself because it's like you obviously miss more than just the physical. I mean, it seems like you've kind of rationalized in your head and you're like, oh, well, it's just the physical that I miss, but you were in love with him. Right. And it seems like he hurt you. And I'm sure there's some unspoken things that still are not cleared in the clear in your head, right? Oh. Yeah, for sure. So I mean, it just feels like going and offering him sex.
1: No, I've I I'm with you. I feel like w- exactly what Natasha's saying. He doesn't
0: deserve you, basically, is what I'm saying. But <laughs> I, I, I don't know the details, but it's like.
1: But I totally agree with you. Like, what it sounds like to me, Jillian, is that you want this man. He re- rejected you on some level, and you have your brain has scrambled to find a narrative that you can weave that will allow you to have a justification to get to get more of him. So you're like, okay, emotionally, it fell apart. But actually, I don't miss him emotionally. Actually, I just miss him physically. We had a really strong physical connection and I'm guessing because I know... I. I'm and then ge- there's a pandemic so, so it's pandem- like we have to do exactly. it. Exactly. You're making all these negotiations with yourself to find a path back to him but the path is f- away from him. The path is... The path to freedom is Joe Biden, twenty twenty. No, the the, <laughs> the 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 path away from him is is, is is
0: meeting someone else who you also have a great. Now you know what a great physical connection feels like, so that is what you're gonna you know strive for. You know, you know you're able to be in a relationship. You've been in one. You know what you want. You want someone who I don't know the details. We don't need to know him, but maybe whatever he had that you loved, look for that. But then, what's better than him? Can- You know, maybe he needs to cherish you more or maybe he needs to. I don't know what the situation was. Maybe he needs to give you more attention. Maybe he needed to get a job. I mean, I don't know. It's just that the point is like it's over with him. Now use that knowledge in your search for another person, I think.
1: Yeah. Can I ask you a question, Jillian? Do you often have really great physical connections with people that you don't have strong emotional connections to?
2: Um. I know what I like, so I usually get what I want because I know how to ask for it.
1: Yeah, I guess I'm saying I know those feelings of having a partner where you're like, whoa, sexually, this is magical. I miss those days. But um, but like (laughs) what it feels to me, not knowing you that well, but it feels to me like probably the fact that you had an intense physical connection went hand in hand with the fact that you had also this emotional connection as well so you might even be going to a well that doesn't have water for you anymore regardless It, Mm -hmm. it might not be there for you Find somebody new.
0: You seem so cool. You're you do gorgeous. Cool. You know, it's just like, I don't think you need to go crawling back to some guy who's probably fucking somebody else right now. Yeah. No <laughs> offense. That is usually why people break yeah. up, especially during a pandemic.
1: And that's what guys do. Immediate breakup. The immediate thing is to swing to the somebody new. So I think mm-hmm. I don't like this plan, Jillian. I don't think you should <laughs> contact him again. Now, why?
2: I have a question. Why, why do you think like feeling like I, I was rejected, right? Why does that make me still want this person, even though I know they don't want me? What's, where's the, like, ben- I don't get that.
1: Well, that's a, that's a good question. Well,
2: naturally,
0: we always kind of want a little bit what we can't have, right?
1: But there's more to it than that, right? It's like, I we've all had the experience of somebody breaking it off with you. And and then you still want them even though they've harmed you. And you're like, what is wrong with me that I still desire someone who has hurt me? I mean, not But the- maybe
0: you liked... You know, they could be cute. They could be funny. They could have a lot of interesting knowledge. I mean, there's so many... They could be spiritual. They could... They could give you great advice. I mean, there's so many reasons why you would still want to be with someone, even though they don't want to be with you.
1: But you and you weren't done. They, he ended it before you were done, and that's part of it. Yeah. I mean, I've had the, uh, maybe this maybe maybe a classic Moshe anecdote will will help. <laughs> I don't know. But I was <laughs> with, I was with this girl who was uh, cruel to me. I mean, really just mean. And my pattern in relationships was uh, if, a, if a woman was into me, I would freak out and end the relationship. But if a woman was playing this bizarre game where she was like into me, but then the moment I would be like, okay, I'm into you. She would like reject me on some le- level and kind of run away. Then I would continue. I would go, Oh, more of that, whatever that is. You know, I'm, I, I'm after that. And I did this with this girl for like a year. She treated me like shit. I mean, she was like, she just like made, she was all, aw- this is awful person. And, um, and, and, I was chasing her and calling her, writing her letters, and then she would, every time I would go, forget it, I can't do this anymore, she would come back and go like, okay, I want to be with you, and i go like, oh, amazing, and then she would reject me. It was this crazy dance. But honey,
0: I married you, so. Uh-
1: <laughs> 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 so one, one day after chasing this person for like a year, you know, on and off, every time she, she'd pull away, I'd I would, every time I'd pull away, she'd come back to me, every time I'd come back to her, she'd pull away. I finally was like with a group of my friends and there was an ex-girlfriend there. Uh, I was hanging out with a bunch of friends and an ex-girlfriend and I had this like moment, this instantaneous realization. I was like, look at all these people in my life who love and respect me. Look at this ex-girlfriend of mine who we're not even together and she treats me with more compassion and respect and uh, just uh, kindness than this person that I'm purporting to want in my life that, I'm, that I think I'm trying to convince myself I need to have in my life. All my friends love and respect me. Even this person who I don't even date anymore loves and respects me. Why do I want to go to this place that is poison when I've got all this health and 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 sustenance in front of me and i never thought about that girl again after that moment so i don't know what the answer is why we want what we can't have but i know that like the the answer is not engaging in that desire the answer is engaging in the positive parts of your life
0: and healing Mm -hmm. from the hurt yeah you know that's that's hard and you know move move on
1: yeah because it will end it does always end Every time I have a friend who calls me and they're like I'm so heartbroken I I got I broke up with this person In my mind in my my mouth says I'm so sorry you're going through that. My mind says, "Oh, you're going through the thing that everybody goes through with every single relationship they ever have except for maybe <laughs> one and even that one you don't even know. It's like the most common story in the world and the good news about that is it always gets better. I mean, it's cliche but t- time time heals all wounds."
0: all right yeah. well i know it's late where where you're at and you're hiding in a car so yeah. uh so we can let you go to bed
1: so get on bumble get on tinder
0: yeah, get on those you're gonna get, you're gonna have so much action in three months you're gonna forget about this find dude. somebody
1: with a good COVID 19 protocol and just <laughs> get over this loser and
0: one more thing when he hits you up for sex after that girl that mm-hmm. he's fucking right now kind of like loses interest or whatever Maybe maybe say I'm good. Yeah,
1: I'm good right now. <laughs> I'm maybe good. pass
0: on that. All yeah, right. Yeah. All right. But don't dream about that too much because it might happen, it might not. But you know, just like <laughs> Yeah.
1: You seem awesome. I'll I... me. You seem awesome, and we both know in our heart of hearts that there is somebody out there that's going to give you even better physical connection than whatever that lame <laughs> did. All right, good luck.
2: Okay. Bye, Jillian. <gasps> Thanks, guys. Bye bye. Bye.
1: I mean that. That's a real question, though. It's an interesting question. Why? Why does, do we want? What we can why have? do our brains continue to want someone or who, anything? Or anything when we've been rejected? What is the psychological reason? I mean, it's obvious when someone breaks up with you. You're just like you're still in the dance, and then all of a sudden they're like, "I'm out," and you're not. You're not done yet. But why? Six months, a year later, what is heartbreak and longing? What is that thing? Where you want somebody that you know treated you poorly, and you just, just keep wanting it.
0: Well, it's like if you're picking out a shirt, and like you saw that one was sold out, all of a sudden you're like, "Oh, that's the one. That's probably the best one. That's what I want."
1: But then, like a nine months later, you're like, "I saw this shirt, man. No, this I'm shirt just was saying, perfect for me.
3: <laughs> that's a stupid a shirt.
0: I'm just saying, like, you always want the thing that's like everyone else wanted because you're like,
3: I, I maybe do. Have, there's
0: a reason. Maybe that one's better.
1: I do have a theory." That isn't connected doesn't really answer why we want. But I have this theory that like when it comes to heartache, heartbreak and longing, you you're good for one month to lament and pine and talk about it with your friends. After the one month mark, it's time to stop talking about it.
0: That is annoying. Like that friend who's like still trying after three years, they're still talking about it. Well, my theory
1: is that after after a month or so, the the talking about it becomes actually the disease itself it's like it's not even really about the relationship anymore now you're in a cycle of like self-pity and you're you, you're 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 hooked into this emotional process where like you're a person who is sad about your breakup it becomes like picking at a wound you know mm-hmm. and you never let the wound heal you just always are going back and it, it you it, it's seductive because it seems like you're processing your way out of it By talking about it and processing it with your friends and your therapist and your loved ones and blah, blah, blah. It seems like healthy because you're like, oh, I'm talking about it. I'm trying to get through it. But really what you're doing is you're like indulging. Ruminating. Ruminating fantasy.
0: Playing a broken record. That. Not picking up the. Exactly. The needle. Needle to put it on another.
1: Yeah exactly that's as close as i can come to figuring that out
0: well moshe i want to hear some secrets because i've been really into listening to the secrets let's Um, do it making me feel not alone
1: let's do it
2: hi moshe hi natasha um my secret is that for the past like six months we have been catching mice in my house and my parents are convinced that there is a mice infestation but they're actually catching the same mice over and over again because I actually release them back into the house because I think they're really cute. And we have, like, a pretty big house, and they don't really bother anyone. And it's almost winter, so I don't want to, like, put them out in the, in the snow and the cold. And I'm really sorry, especially for Natasha. I know she hates mice, but we keep catching the same mouse over and over and over again. And so my family thinks we have, like, 50 mice in my house. So, yeah, that's my secret.
0: Wait, when they catch him, it doesn't die?
1: She might, probably has one of these like humane traps. We're supposed to drive the mouse away.
0: This whole like knowing that you know how many mice you have. Moshe, too, he's like, we got one mouse. I'm like, how can you possibly think we have one mouse outside? Every time I open up a gate, I see a mouse outside. It's not the same mouse.
1: What? How do you know? When you see the mouse outside, you think you see, oh, this one's got a top that's hat just, on. It's his oh, that's home. Robert.
0: <laughs> that's just his home?
1: Yeah. Haven't I mean, you ever seen any cartoons where the mouse goes into a little hole and he's got like an easy chair and a stove and he's making a pot roast?
0: I think mar- mice and cartoons are cute, but I don't have the gene that like makes me like have like overactive empathy towards a rodent.
1: Am I going to get in trouble because I talked about murking mice on this podcast?
0: No, that's what you're supposed to do. You can't inhale their urine and get sick.
1: Well, this lady seems really good. Her voice was like sultry. Maybe that urine's good for you.
0: Wait, so you think that uh you think that you could get in trouble f- like people
1: you know like uh uh petum? No, you know Petum? Here's the thing. Do you know Petum? I wish Let I me ta- make my joke. Petum? Peta? Petum. What's Petum? People for the ethical <laughs> treatment of mice. Thanks, to, hun. It was worth it.
0: I was hoping you would just move move past that. Well, you weren't
1: hoping, you were interrupting and trying to change the subject audibly. <laughs>
0: um yeah, I don't have that bone in my body where I where I like feel bad for I hate coyotes. I want them all dead.
1: Honestly, I hate coyotes too and I want them dead. I'd rather kill a coyote than a mouse, really. Cuz coyotes are th- they're they're diabolical. They're actually to be honest, they're wily. <laughs> they are wily.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean,
1: I don't like coyotes. I they them. I want to die. Do you know this, Natasha? Coyotes are so wily that they will. A few things. They will feign injury to get a dog to come close to them and then attack the dog. They'll mm-hmm. be like they'll limp so that the dog's like, oh, it's a wounded coyote. Also, if you start killing them, if you start hunting coyotes in your area, their litters will increase.
4: Yeah,
0: it's revolting.
1: It's wild. There, it's wily. Also, did you know this about coyotes? They will. They have an indefatigable desire to chase after roadrunners, and no matter how many times they don't catch the roadrunner, they will just go back for more. If they're hit with an anvil from the Acme Corporation, <laughs> I get it. Okay, good.
0: Um, well, I think that that girl who called in is inspiring because I wish I could be that laid back and not such like a stereotype of an of a woman.
1: Yeah, she seems cool. She's capturing a mouse in a humane trap. Walking around the corner, releasing it back into her house, and telling her mom, "We got the mouse." I she mean, just
0: adopt it, make it a pet,
1: <laughs> right?
0: Put it in a little like guinea pig terrarium.
1: Cage. Yeah, it's a great not? idea. Yeah, that's what you should do. Tell them you've, you th- this mouse you're keeping, and put it in an aquarium, and then your mom will be like, "We solved the mouse problem." All right, shall we hear another secret?
2: Yeah. Hi guys, I have a secret. So last week, I had emergency surgery, and I'm staying with my parents until I get better. And um, since I didn't have any of my things, because it was a surprise emergency surgery, um, my dad had to go to my apartment and get some of my stuff. And one of those things he had to get was underwear, which is sort of weird in itself, but I didn't put too much thought into it. But this morning, I woke up in a panic because I realized that I have my vibrator and lube in my underwear drawer, and there is a 100% chance that he saw it. Um, So that's it. Thanks, guys. Bye.
1: I got bad news for her. Mm. Based on the number of secrets we've heard in in and around this subject, Mm -hmm. there is at least a 50-50 chance that not only did your dad see it, but he used it. (laughs) That's the bad news. I wouldn't have said that before we started the secrets hotline, but
0: that's what I like about you, Moshe. If you saw that in our daughter's drawer in 15 years, or I was going to say, years, if I
1: saw it now, I'd be a little concerned.
0: <laughs> well, now she's two, but I feel like you're the type of person who would not fluster you.
1: I don't think it would. No, I don't think it would fluster me. No, I it's mean, not
0: that big of a deal.
1: I mean, it's yeah, no, it's not that big of a deal. It's good. Yeah, I think. I mean, I don't know what that'll be like. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what that would be like as a father to be like, yikes, my child has a sex drive. But <laughs> but no, I don't think I would make a big deal of it. My mom had her vibrator out on her mantle my entire childhood. <laughs> True. I know on what mantle? I well like uh, the the not not the mantle, <laughs> not that oh that's that's what goes over the fireplace, huh? Yeah. No the 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 head she had a, a bed that had it was a the headboard was like shelves. Mm-hmm. And it was just on there. I know what brand of vibrator and lubricant my mother uses.
0: What kind of lube?
1: Astroglide, purple bottle.
0: And she would have that out for your stepfather to see also?
1: I mean, I would assume he was aware that she but she liked the buzz. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't for us to see. It was just like she didn't put it away. It was disturbing.
0: All right. Well, uh,
1: let's play another let's secret. Play
4: another one. Hi, Natasha and Moshe. I have a secret for you. Um, I, this morning I went to go get a bagel because I was very hangry and it was just kind of one of those mornings where nothing went right. And so I walked in the park afterwards and I was going to step aside somewhere that was distance enough from people to eat it. And right as I opened the package, there was a bee that came by and I accidentally dropped the bagel um, and it landed like in the dirt. And I was so hungry that I just decided to eat it anyway. And I know it's like the middle of a pandemic, but I was like, nobody's going to see me. So then I finished eating it. And then, As I was leaving, I noticed there was somebody who walked by that gave me this look. It was kind of like a disappointed look, or like a I know what you did look. And I don't know for sure who it was, but I'm pretty sure it was Lin-Manuel Miranda. And I'm just a little bit embarrassed because I I just feel like I just put a, well, I don't feel like I really genuinely did just put a muddy bagel in my mouth while linda and well miranda walked by so that's my (laughs) secret love your show bye
1: (laughs) that is great oh i just love everything about it
0: man that makes me miss new york
1: right that is so funny you're in New. yeah it's a very new york story isn't it i had a bagel walking around (laughs) i dropped it on the ground i'm
0: hangry i I
1: ate it anyway i look up and the creator of hamilton is (laughs) just (laughs) <laughs> judgmentally shaking his head at me
0: when i used to waitress i know i have a memory of eating people's chicken fingers after they were done
1: yeah well, that's not so bad i think
0: like i would clear the plate and then finish it actually
1: yes gross i could never well, do that Well,
0: i just was hungry for good food
1: oh yeah that it does sound like good food <laughs> a chicken finger I well
0: like you know hot warm nice food i yeah. don't know i was poor in new york
1: yeah, you got to do what you got to do. I'm just You know what you don't want to do in New York? You know what you don't want to do in New York?
0: If you're hungry, eat it.
1: You don't want to miss your shot. <laughs> I've been thinking of a way to say that since I heard Lin-Manuel. Hey, who cares, you know?
0: Just well, look him who, in the eye. yeah, you know what? I think
1: Look him in the eye and say, Hamilton was overrated.
0: Okay, now we're going to call Renee in Chicago. Hi,
1: Renee. Hi, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm doing great. Great. I'm surprised that you haven't been um, killed in uh, Chicago. Apparently, according to what the president says, everyone in Chicago is a murder victim.
3: (laughs) Yeah, well... (laughs) It's it, you know Chicago's a Chicago's a wonderful place but you know it, it has its it has its drawbacks any city does.
1: So. Hey Natasha, you're kind of almost sort of co- kind of from Chicago.
3: Oh right, that's
0: I'm right. from Rockford, Illinois. I spent my uh, senior, junior, and senior years in high school driving in to Chicago to uh, fuck musicians.
3: Did you go to Pumpkin Donuts? Where were you going? To the Metro and stuff like
0: that? I was going to the Cabaret Metro. I was going to the Double Door. Yeah. Uh, there was a place called yeah. the Rainbow. The
3: Yeah, I live up, my, I live up the street from here. All right,
1: room. Renee, let's not flirt with my wife. That's <laughs> um, not what the podcast is. Too
3: late.
0: But yeah,
1: <laughs> it was a fun <laughs> time. You and Renee kind of got a connection, huh?
0: Wicker Park's not yeah. the same anymore.
1: Yeah, no place is me. the
3: same anymore. Renee, <laughs> yeah, none of it.
1: what's happening? How can we help? Why did you contact
3: us? Um, well, so I've been, you know, dating on and off here in Chicago. I've lived here for 25 years. I grew up in the suburbs and, uh, I've been dating on and off for years. I'm currently single. I'm 42 years old. And I just joined a few, um, dating apps in the past, like month. I've, I'm on two now and Everyone's super nice, actually. It's like, it's, it's an interesting thing. Everyone's like being really cool. And, you know, it's nice to hear like, Oh, you're like good looking from a bunch of good looking people, right? Even if they're from like outer space, who cares? It's like 9,000 miles away. Cool. That's, that's nice.
1: Wait, your search radius is the entire, <laughs> uh,
3: I don't know. So I don't know. If it is, honestly, I don't know if that is. I don't know. I'm, I haven't really delved that deep into it. Like I had some friends set it up kind of. So they're like, put this picture here. This is like, what's up, right? But are people so just,
1: contacting you from out of state?
3: Yeah, out of state. Like it's, it, I think, you, okay, so basically when you're put on one of these things, one of them specifically, it's called scruff. You're like added if you're like new meat. Basically. So they're like, oh, check this dude out. He's like, <laughs> you know, he's not, right? So it's people from no, okay. no, no joke. You're gay? Yeah, I'm gay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, see so, that?
1: This whole time I assumed because we live in a heteronormative society, I was just assuming, I was just assuming you were on these straight dating apps and I was like, what's happening? Like all these women are like, you're so good looking and they're new meat. We got, we got a, we got a new straight guy that just decided to sign up. He's going to be profiled. I'm like, what fucking dating happy is this? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So this makes much on. more sense, Renee. Okay.
3: okay. Okay. Boys are easier. Yes. Or whatever. So but anyways, so you're put on these like global things and it's like, oh yeah, some dude from like Chile is like, What's up? I'm like, I don't know what's up. Like what the hell? You know what I mean? Like what do you want? Or there's like 19-year-olds that are like, "Hey, daddy." And I'm like, "What? I'm I'm confused as to like that part." But then also, when you're talking to nice oh, people... Oh, let me
1: clarify that. He doesn't mean yeah. that he, he thinks you're his father. He's saying, like, you're a h- hot, older man, and he wants... You know, there's, like, a, a playful role-player. Yeah, yeah. There.
3: Oh, you ever heard... You ever heard of... Yeah, of the did daddy. that
1: clarify some of that uh, confusion sure for you? Some
3: of your okay. yeah, exactly. Um, but it's, like, it, it's... it. I, I don't know. There's, like, etiquette that I'm not really sure of. I'm not, like, you know, some dork out here. I've been dating for a while but like i i'm just not sure of this exact etiquette and it's obviously you know in covid times it's completely different because it's even like sorry to keep talking with my hands but uh it's completely different like meeting up with people and doing all of that stuff i'm like all of the etiquettes out the window and i just don't want to be here like wasting time texting some dude about nothing. I you have know? a
0: question, Renee, what, what's the end goal to these? To, is it to have phone sex with some of these guys? <laughs> what? I or, I don't oh, know because
1: of COVID you mean?
0: Yeah. Like why is someone in Chile hitting him up? Like what's the end goal for you two to meet? Well, I, at guess, some that point? Is, I
3: guess that is the end goal. I, I'm not sure. I think it's, it's actually way more social than I thought it was going to be because like, I've talked to guys about like, you know, degrees. I've talked to them about my past, and it's just like really. But
0: you probably already have a bunch of cool friends that you can talk to, right?
3: I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not trying to like waste time yeah. on that. But I feel strange being like, I don't want to waste time on here. What the hell do you want? But sometimes it's like that's the vibe.
1: Well, okay. So, so what the hell do you want, Renee? What? What? Why did you sign up for the app? I don't quite know what your question is, but well, what is your question specifically?
3: the The question specifically, I guess would be like, all right, so I'm like, talking to this person that i that I think I like i've I've met up with them once safely, and we've talked for a couple weeks. and what am I supposed to like get off of this app now? he's he'll see if I'm on there. You know what I mean? He'll see if I'm on these apps and like this. So like that seems disrespectful in just like my. Old head, I guess. You know what I mean? Like But you
0: only went on one date with them.
3: Well I've only been on one physical date, but I've talked to him for a minute. Okay. And that's kind of like dating now. So you're you kinda you're
1: like, Renee, what you're after and the reason you signed up for these apps is you're kinda of like looking for love a little bit.
3: Yeah, sure. Right. So <laughs> uh, is that right? I mean I'm looking I'm yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, yes. so I would approach. I'm keeping it open. Why? Why put myself in a box about this stuff? So
1: right. I mean, yeah, you're many things. You are. You're a. You're a zaddy. (laughs) Uh, You know. You're fresh meat. You're a. (laughs) You're a Chilean. You're a a Gemini. You're a Gemini. Right. You're a. You're a Chilean treat. You're all these things. No. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I think. (laughs) I
1: think I understand what's happening. I think. Like. Okay. So you're like. You say you're 42. Yeah. And these are first toe dip into apps, right? Absolutely, yeah. right. So you're, and even so much so that you had to have friends fill had to have friends help you fill out the profile. So you're I like They
3: didn't have to help me. I just felt it was like easier. I don't know. They kind of knew what was up. So it's like what's going to, you know. Right. So you're,
1: you're like life. you're like <laughs> tripping. I don't know what you think Natasha, but it sounds to me like you're like tripping on the interface and the new vista of experience with these apps, right? Yeah. And and so you're you have all these it's noise in your head telling you that uh, app, what app, what should I do because it's an app, how should I talk because it's an app, things are different now that it's an app. But in reality, like this relationship that you got with this guy that you've been dating, it's very simple. What would conversation would you have The app was gone, and you were dating like you—you're more used to dating. You would date somebody for a while, and then you would start to like that guy, and then you would have a conversation where you say, "I think I'm starting to like you. Should we be exclusive?" I mean, it's not rocket science. It doesn't change that dynamic because it's an app. It's like regular dating. Like, are we
3: exclusive? I guess it kind of does because I only have ever physically met this person once, so it does kind of change that because I'm used to like if we're dating, we're hanging out, like we're going to a show, we're going to go do whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, you
1: go to the Biltmore or whatever.
0: Right. This has got to be so hard for single people, COVID, because it's like, you know, seeing someone three times is a pretty big risk. So it's like you have to kind of accelerate your relationship in some way.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And three times seems like out of this world at this point. You know what I mean? three times that's like that's
0: a lot it took me seeing moshe like 45 times before i was interested in even going on one date with him
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's a little different no but i mean renee i think my point stands like don't get psyched out and don't get into a narrative in your head about covid and apps
0: but moshe what he's saying is that he can't physically be seeing the people so the relationships aren't accelerating at the right pace
1: But I get it. But what I'm saying is if your specific question – am I wrong here? Your specific question is should you stay on the app even as you're dating someone that you're seemingly having energy and chemistry with? Right. There is no – now that we're all that people are all on apps, being on an app is like just being single. It's like not being in a relationship. And so I think my point stands. I wonder if people disagree with me. Maybe you do, Natasha. That all that needs to happen is if you feel that urge to say to someone, I want to just date you. Then you have a conversation with that person, and until you feel that urge, there's nothing taboo about being still on these other apps because you haven't had the conversation about monogamy or whatever it is that you're into yet.
3: Right, right, yeah, okay, I feel that. I mean, it's it. I guess it's it it's conf it's confusing because like these apps have a certain like you know this specific one, Scruff has a certain like look to it. It's a bunch of dudes with their shirts off. It's a bunch of, it's a, it's a sexual place to be in. So Renee,
0: that's why you have to really like spend some time thinking about what it is you want. And you either have to like tweak your profile, tweak your pictures, tweak, tweak where you're going. Maybe you don't belong on scruff. You know, maybe there is another site for you. Like I was just trying to figure out how to get some childcare help. And I was writing like a very detailed, Thing of what I wanted, and one of the things I really wanted were people who were taking the quarantine seriously. And like, only one person wrote me back that they were like, "That's exactly what I'm looking for. I'm only gonna be with a family who is doing that." But out of all the 20 people who responded, only one person. So my point is, if you put out what you want, that's the only way you're gonna under. That's the only way you're gonna get it back because then you're telling people what you want. You know. So I I think thinking about that and maybe just trying to infuse that into your choices when it comes to online stuff.
1: So wait, if I understand you correctly, Natasha, you said a lot of really good stuff there, but it sounds like you're telling Renee to find a man on care.com than any <laughs> site. That, I think that's what
3: I'm on a different one. That's like way less, I don't know, like sexual, I guess it's called hinge. And it's just like, it's just kind of like very, very, vanilla which is like fine but i was like no this isn't really even what i'm looking for either i don't know
0: also i was just gonna suggest like still doing some of the old stuff but then i realized like you know it's real how hard would it be to go out and like meet people at a social distance kind of gathering with half their face covered
1: well, they could walk. They could walk twelve feet away, pull it down real quick, and then pull it back up.
3: Oh, right, right, right. We're, we're yeah, now, no. I, I think I have an idea.
1: I think I have an idea. This is what it sounds like to me. Again, not knowing you very well, it sounds like you're a little bit tra- tra- like old school and traditional. Like you're a little yeah. bit more sort of like straight laced or whatever. But yeah. also, there's things about the hinge subculture within that app that are kind of like fun and exciting for you, right? Uh, not hinge yeah. scruff rather uh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the scruff subculture that's kind of fun and exciting and you found somebody there you've seen them is there i just had this idea is there an a, a possibility i bet there is on scruff to um to dim like to not cancel but to dim your membership to like to Yeah,
3: but that seems shady. No, that seems shady. No, no, no. i would know. Like,
1: Hold on before we get shade, I I no i'm yeah. i'm not suggesting shade. I'm saying you dim it and then tell this guy Look, this is a little weird. I barely know you, but then at the same time, I kind of do know you because COVID has made everything so weird. I didn't know whether to get off scruff or not. So I decided to like dim it. I'm not active on it. And I'm going to see how things play out with us. I'm not saying we need to be boyfriends. I'm just saying for now, I've turned that off and I'm going to see where things go with you. And if he freaks out, that's great information. And if he's like, I love that, that's also great information. But
0: he might not even want that, Renee.
3: But at, do you want well, that? This, dude, this dude actually proposed that already after meeting once and i was like okay but that's like that's cool that's what's up i'll think about it i'm just like thinking about it because i'm only two weeks deep on this app that everyone's telling me i'm hot and i know that will like end <laughs> in a minute you know what i mean but it's like it is that
1: is that how scruff life. works that you're like yeah, hot for a, a they, while
3: they, 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 yeah my friend my friend explained it to me tonight. He's like, yeah, they put you on this global shit. So like you're like brand new and it's like, "Oh, check this person out." And you get all these they're called wolves basically. What? So you get all these lights yeah, you get all these lights that are just like, "Oh, what? Who are these people?" These people are like aliens. One dude hit me up and I was like, "You're a robot." There's no way you're not a robot who are you like this and then they're dude.
0: just no they're just appealing to your vanity to get you to spend more time on their stupid app no but
1: it's real people yeah. or you think it's fake like fake profiles telling people no
0: but I just think the whole thing with the hearts and the messages and
1: but as a as a side note Renee there's a lot of men out there both gay and not gay who are dealing with some serious self-esteem issues, especially in COVID because mental health is really tricky right now. So I'm going to go ahead and recommend that everybody, straight or not, sign up for a Scruff account just to get a couple of weeks of just self-esteem boost
3: let it in i don't need any random (laughs) people in there there's already a bunch of married people in there i'm like i don't know about this this is like a lot to deal with i love the
1: idea of a straight guy who just needs a little pick-me-up signing up for a scruff account
3: it really it really works it's really like oh shit because like whatever that's that's cool i don't know
0: i i think i think you have to just really go into your dating life like seriously and like really kind of go the extra mile whenever you can and really put it out there energetically yeah. that, you know, this is something you're gonna focus on and yeah, yeah, tweak absolutely. it and, and just keep yeah. keep doing it. And don't be lazy. Like if you like try to like that's I mean, pre COVID I would be like, make sure to go to the party or go to the thing or even if you feel like staying home, you just kinda of have to force yourself out there into the world when you yeah. when you're really getting to that feeling where you want a partner, I think.
3: Yeah. make right. Yourself
0: do things you don't want to do.
3: Yeah, I think we. Both... But, but I, I don't. I, that could go either way, right? Where you're like, focus on this person, or focus on all of these random people that are hitting you up.
1: Well, this is what I think, Renee. I think that you dating's supposed to be fun. And you're you're simultaneously having the regular fun of dating and the weird uh, anxiety of COVID dating and then the weird anxiety of being uh, a guy that's never done this kind of dating before. So just like explore and have a good time. And if you like this new guy in a w- enough to dim your profile, tell him. And if you don't, just go have fun. There's nothing shady. There's nothing shady about fucking other people before anyone's had a conversation about not fucking other people. That's what I think. And when I was ready with Natasha to stop seeing other people, I said we should stop seeing other people. What do you think about that? And it's, you know, it's an old conversation every that people have. And if you're ready, you're ready. And if you're not, then woof, woof. Get out there and put that dog dick out, that scruffy dog dick out there.
3: Oh, woof it out on the app. No. It's, yeah. I think yeah. I
1: speak for Natasha and me when I say we both woof you very much.
0: <laughs> Okay, good, l- good luck, Renee. Glad you're being Thank highlighted you on Scruff right now. Yeah. Good, good, yeah check me out. <laughs> I hope it never ends. Good
1: luck in Chile. <laughs> Thank
0: you. All right. Thanks, guys. Okay, God. bye. Right, bye,
1: Renee. Bye.
0: Moshe, you must be so happy that you got married.
1: Um, I don't know. After hearing what it's like on Scruff, I'm kind of like thinking, maybe I'll go get my wolf on.
0: It just seems like a real pain.
1: But, you know, I do think... Because was...
0: what happens, you have sex with people and then you're not interested in them and then you've like wasted your COVID thing.
1: Oh, but you can always get tested again, right? And
0: quarantine five days and get test. I don't know. It seems... Or get but the virus.
1: To be honest, though, when I was single, that would be bad to get the virus. But when I was single, that was kind of probably... I'm trying to remember, but like that was probably my sexual cycle. Was like I mean I had like slutty months where I'd be like hooking up with a different person like every week or multiple in a week. But usually it was like I would I would want to hook up with somebody. I'd if I if it was random. I'm saying if it was like super casual, no dating involved. I would hook up with somebody. I would feel satisfied, and then about you know two weeks would go by, and I'd be like I think I'm I, I'm ready to to ramble again. That's kind of perfect for COVID times, you know. You hook up, everybody's negative. You hook up, you quarantine for two weeks. You're starting to get horny. That's how you know it's time to get another COVID test. When you're starting to get it horny, you're like, it's time for me to go do a nose swab. (laughs) But in answer to your first question, Natasha. Yes. Yes, I am incredibly grateful and happy to be married. Not just because I'm glad to be out of the dating game, but because, and this is huge, and I've never said this before. I love you.
0: I love you too.